Industry 4.0? More like Industry 4.2 million. Yes, folks, that's how much the U.S. Department of Defense, the DOD, recently awarded to the Interdisciplinary Center for Advanced Manufacturing. Time to grab Associate Industrial and Systems Engineering Professor Greg Harris and find out why. I have a wonderful electronic invention I want you to see. It it looks something like this. You're listening to the Hashtag Getting Podcast, brought to you by Auburn University's Samuel Ginn College of Engineering. Yes, thank you for tuning in once again to the award-winning Hashtag Getting, the best podcast in all of higher education. I know it. Austin knows it over here. My co-host, Marcus on Keys, knows it. God knows it. And uh, we're hoping today <laughs> that uh, by the end of it, actually, that uh, Greg Harris will know it. Love it. We're going to know a lot more, too. And, uh, yes, we are going to know a lot more. Greg, can't thank you enough for joining us. We are joined by Greg Harris, Associate Professor of Industrial and Systems Engineering and Director of ICAMS. Now, Greg, first things first. I know know, the the college has kind of been trying to make a splash, build up a little bit. Uh, Talk of biomedical. Um, you know, engineering, and uh, I, I, since I've been here, I've thought that ICAMS was kind of along those lines in the ophthalmology realm. ICAMS, I put them. I thought that was going to go a little better. Yeah, no, no. but apparently most it's of them, not. Most of them I'm, don't. You know, <laughs> look at here. I can't. But I that's it was why all we right. keep moving on. ICAMS. <laughs> apparently, it stands for the Interdisciplinary Center for Advanced Manufacturing Systems. Yes. Do I have that right? That's correct. What is going on, first things first, up over at ICAMS? Like, what is ICAMS? What are we doing? And then we got to get to some big news, because word on the street is that there's some uh, some big news coming out of the, the CAMS. Right. So ICAMS was formed to uh, work particularly with small and medium-sized manufacturers uh, in digitalization and uh, advanced manufacturing capabilities to bring in the future of manufacturing. Uh, in You may have heard of Industry 4.0. Mm-hmm. Uh, Germany came out with a policy in 2013 that said, this is how we're going to uh, dominate manufacturing in the next decade. And in that, digitalization is a huge part of that. That's the connecting of pieces, the inter- industrial internet of things, so that you can um, take the... Uh, you have machines that are talking to each other. You have uh, models instead of drawings uh, that everything is is connected and using the data and you have more data and capability than than you normally would. Well, that's that's been going on now for about seven years. And, and there's been some very positive things go forward with it. But one of the things we found in our research was that um, large manufacturers that, you know, the Boeings and Lockheeds and Northrop's and the big boys, the big guys, you know, they have engineers and they have resources to go and implement that. But when you get down into the second, third, fourth tier supply chains, you're talking about companies that have 70 employees and the owner probably is the chief engineer also. Mm -hmm. And these companies don't have that capability. Well, the, you know, we're a land grant university and we're supposed to be working with, uh, with industry to produce uh, an outcome for the local regional economy. And we felt like in manufacturing and advanced manufacturing, helping companies to achieve that would be one of the things that we could uh, live out our purpose with. Okay. 
So why are the Germans? I mean, the Germans are coming from manufacturing. Did I hear that right? So they've Ger- been, they like been doing that. it great for a while. Like yeah, Germany. Germany's been. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Germany's been known about with precision engineering for a long time, and precision manufacturing. Um, it's interesting. We we're we have a paper we're submitting for publication right now that looked at. Uh, what kind of predictions were being made for the future of manufacturing from 2000 2013. And I mean, it is, it's not even close. Most of the predictions for that were coming out of the United States. But for some reason, Germany took all of that and formulated into a policy for manufacturing from the, at the country, at their uh, state level. And, the United States really didn't do that. We did some things. We had some PCAST reports and things like that from the president's office that uh, formed the the innovation institutes and things like that uh, around the country. And those were all positive and very, very well done. But we never came out with this over, overall policy of how we're going to utilize advanced technologies. And that's that's the uh, the part of this that, that we're trying to bring along is help U.S. companies uh, crystallize their thoughts and, and strategies and, and then use that to manufacture, uh, you know, bring our manufacturing up to the level of uh, quality and, and competitiveness that that the rest of the world yeah. can't keep up with. Yeah, we got to be back to number one on that. Yeah. Should be. Greg's the, Greg's the guy to help us out. Yep. Well, so what's, what's the, uh, I mean, can we get into the big news? Yeah. I mean, there's yeah. some big news coming yeah. down yeah. the pike should, here, should right? Be out, should be out now. I mean, should yeah. be out. By the time this comes out, it should be out. Yep. But, I mean, it's always nice. I, I enjoy it. I know Austin does of getting the, of course, you already know it going in. But but getting, you know, <laughs> hearing, being, being kind of feeling like at least we're scooping right. folks with that. So, so, help, so help us that. Help us out. What's happening? So, uh, last week, we were informed that we were awarded uh, $4.26 million to make a... Uh, to, to improve the uh, capabilities of ICAMs and to expand our capability and scope. And, and uh, we're really thrilled about this. Uh, this is a partnership with the Department of Defense, the Industrial Base Analysis and Sustainment Office. And uh, we're just uh, extremely uh, happy to, uh, to be able to announce that now. The, uh, the, the IBAS, the Industrial Base Analysis and Sustainment Office, has been promoting uh, – advanced manufacturing and work skills and, and workforce development for a long time. So part of what we're doing with ICAMS is uh, there, there's really several areas in which we're engaging. I talked to a little bit about the, the small and medium-sized manufacturers and supply chain work that we're going to be doing. Another part of it is education and training. You know, we want engineers coming out that know these technologies up front and, and can help companies that they're going to go to uh, in, implement these these new uh, tools and capabilities that make them more competitive. So that's a, a p- there's a teaching piece to this. Uh, there's an outreach to industry to tr- for work skills training for a current industry that we're going to be working with, and we're partnership we're in partnership with the city of Al- Auburn uh, Industrial Development Board in doing that. We've got uh, training going on today uh, with uh, with some companies that are. Uh, teaching their employees how to best utilize these CNC mach- mills and machines. I know the mayor. If you need me, <laughs> just, let me just let me know. I'll talk to him. Yeah. So they, no, the city's been an awesome partner in this. Matter of fact, as part of the award, uh, the city is is uh, uh, 
contributing space in some of their buildings for us to expand our capabilities, put new equipment in. And uh, as a partnership, we're we're working with them in industrial training, and they're working with us to uh, help us perform more research. Who are some other faculty members that are that are working on this with you? So, uh, Dr. Lewis Payton is uh, our operational guy. He's the one that's setting up the equipment and does the industrial training, and uh, he's probably the one, the smartest person I know on uh, in in machining. Um, Greg Purdy is a new faculty member. He's been here about three years, and and he does cybersecurity uh, and uh, for manufacturing systems. Uh, Peter Liu is uh, here. He's a, he's been here a couple years now, and he is um, focused on data analytics and sensors and data flow. And Constantinos uh, Mikinatis. Is that not the best name in the that college? Is, it, I think it yeah, is. You got to think Greek when you say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do want to use an accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so he is our uh, robotics, mechatronics, automation. Uh, guys, so we got a real, we got a great team. But in addition to that, this is an interdisciplinary center, right? It's not just industrial and systems engineering. So uh, we have faculty from uh, uh, the computer science and software engineering department, uh, engine, um, electrical and computer engineering, uh, mechanical. You know, all, they're all. We have people from all of those areas that are working with us on different projects and and capabilities. Awesome. Well, you also have another title. I wasn't aware of this one. Oh, this one slipped by me. But it couldn't go with the ophthalmology joke. So I was, was going to let you get to it. Associate Director for Digital Strategy for NCAME, which is our National Center for Additive Manu- Manufacturing Excellence. Right. What What is the Associate Director of Digital Strategy? What are you doing over there with NCAME, guys? So uh, what we're doing with NCAME is everything in additive is digital, right? So uh, part of the whether, whether you're making things subtractively like we do a lot of in ICAMs or you're doing it additively uh, like we do in NCAME, the need for 3D models, data, and uh, product manufacturing information is all the same. You know, it just how we execute it is the difference. And there's a few different things that you do to the models. Like in the, in the um, uh, additive arena, you, we use slicers and things for different layers and, and things like that. Uh, but you still have to specify the materials. You still have to have the quality systems. You have to have the inspection capabilities. All of those things to make a part that people can use and uh, and and uh, perform a function that you want it to do. So the digital strategy is how do we how do we maintain that data instead of having comp- having somebody have to recreate the data every time they need it, recreate a model every time they use it. How can we exchange that data or make that data available to people who need it? So I've got a 3D solid model of a of a product. I make it. Now I need to inspect it. Well, why should I have to go draw another model of the same part and and put together an inspection plan for that? I should be able to use the same same model I have. So how do we make that data available throughout the product lifecycle, throughout the realization process, so that we can uh, minimize the amount of of duplicate time that we have, and therefore become more competitive and more cost. Uh, efficient. They're doing some awesome stuff over there. Awesome uh, stuff. I mean, in came. Tell you, tearing it up. Mm-hmm. All right, so you got your bachelor's here. Right. Uh, you go to St. Edwards University, get an MBA, right. management operations, and then get your PhD up North Alabama at UAH. Yep. Uh, so talk about mama calling you back home. <laughs> well, you know, what was that like? You spent you spent some time out in the industry. Right. Uh, talk Gregory. about a little bit of that and then co- coming back to Auburn. So, uh, so I spent about almost 20 years manufacturing things. And um, I, uh, I, I 
found myself moving around jobs, sometimes within the same company, sometimes changing companies, but I moved around jobs fairly often. And, and now that I look back on it, I see there there was a pattern to it. Um, I, uh, I, I like to create things. I like to create uh, entities and capabilities, organizations, the 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 uh, resources to go and manufacture something that that was always fun. Or, or being dropped in the middle of a chaotic system and making sense out of it and and getting that that was something that I really enjoyed. But once that was over with and it needed to be managed, that wasn't necessarily something I enjoyed. So as soon as that would happen, I would start moving, looking for something else. Uh, I've I found myself uh, in at Texas Instruments after my bachelor's degree here. Uh, that I had moved up fairly quickly in the organization and I needed to understand more of the business side of the business than, than the engineering side. So uh, that's why I got the MBA. And then uh, I was actually running a, a um, metal stamping company in North Alabama and a friend of mine at uh, UAH said, uh, why don't you come over here and, and run this Alabama Technology Network Center, which is a manufacturing extension partnership center uh, at uh, UAH. And it sounded pretty interesting, so I did it. And that's where I ended up getting a PhD. Um, I tell people that that I'm the proof that you can do anything you want with an industrial engineering degree. <laughs> 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 that it, you're not really tied in any one thing. Right. Uh, I... I Worked myself into a center director position there where I was running a fairly large center, the Center for Management Economic Research in the College of Business. And um, I got an opportunity to go to work for the Army in their advanced manufacturing capabilities. And that sounded interesting. So I did that. Uh, and then while I was there, the Obama administration um, had the idea of creating these uh, manufacturing innovation institutes. So I was working with the Mantec program in the Army, and I was a part of the Joint Defense Manufacturing Technology Panel, which coordinates all of those activities for the services. And they asked us to come up with topics to uh, for the next one. After we created America Makes, that was the first one, the Additive Institute, they decided they wanted to uh, create some more. So I, I put forth with a friend of mine in the Army Research Lab, uh, Digital Manufacturing and Design Innovation Institute. And the the president's staff picked it, so I got to be the um, program manager for it. So I ran the solicitation for it, uh, put together the white paper on it, put together the requirements for it, uh, ran the solicitation. It was awarded to um, a group out of Chicago, and uh, they're still there today. They've changed the name to MXD now, but I was the program manager for that for, for three years, and I was down here actually for a football game. Mm. Sold. <laughs> uh, and and uh, my wife and I were here visiting, and, and I saw John Evans on the courtyard at one of the dean's um, tailgates. And he asked me what I was doing, and I told him I was working in this advanced manufacturing world. And he said, hey, we're trying to do some of that here, too. Why don't you – would you come down and talk to the dean about it? And I said, sure, I'd be happy to. And uh, sure enough, I got the opportunity to come down and brief the dean on what we were doing with the Innovation Institute's. And uh, a few months later, I got a call from the depart department chair and said, um, you know, would you be interested in applying for this position? And I asked my wife and she said, you've been trying to get back to Auburn since you left. So go ahead. 
So I uh, did and ended up here. So that's uh, it's a roundabout way of getting to the answer to your question. But it uh, it it is a if you had I, I tell this to the students a lot when I when I talk about uh, my career, because I talk to IISE group and the SME group and others that uh, student groups. They ask me, what's the key to successful career? And I guess I've been successful. So uh, I tell them, you know, you could not have planned what I've done, but every but you need to look for opportunities that look interesting and exciting and and cre- and create in you a passion. And if you do that, then you'll be okay. You'll it'll you'll end up in the right place. And that's that's how I ended up here. What was the More football game? Who were we playing? You know, I don't even remember. Oh, come, on. come on, Greg. <laughs> Greg. God dang. Important detail. Seriously, <laughs> that'd be the one. I mean, it'd be interesting to see. Yeah. How many how many professorships and everything we could trace to football games? Yeah. That'd be an interesting story. But let's don't do it this year. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm not counting my chicken. Yeah. Contact me. Uh, the uh, when when the when the check clears, right? When what what's the first thing you do with four point two? It's four point two, right? Yeah. And that the figure? Four point two six. Four point two. What yeah. what's, what's the first thing? Is a big one you know too. what I mean? When that yeah, when that when that happens. What what do you yeah. do? How do you get going? Uh it's you know, it, it well, how, first, how, how long is this for too? It, it's two years. Okay. Uh the nice thing is that the agreement that we have says that if the if the uh DOD is is happy with what we're doing, they have the, the right to extend it Great. beyond that Great. too. So we're gonna continue to working with our work with our partners to make sure that that, that, that happens if at all possible. Um, so what do you do with when you when you found yeah, out that yeah. you get well no you get no busy. <laughs> I mean when it, when it, I mean so when, when the money goes in or however it works yeah. I mean what you know once you get the go ahead the green light what do you do uh, you sit back and go for a minute <laughs> right and then uh, then you go oh my god we got to go do something right. now right uh, but we we've been pretty we've been talking about this so ICAMS is has been around for a, for a little while uh, it started out as a as an entity called Save. Uh, Southern Alliance for for Automotive uh, Advanced Vehicle Manufacturing. Yep, uh, we kind of sunsetted that one and and brought in ICAMS a, a little over a year ago because we felt like it needed to be broader than what what we were able to do with Save. Um, so we've been we've already been working. We've, we're doing things. We've we've got machines running. We're we're working. If if COVID hadn't happened, we probably would have been a lot uh, further along. But the um, you know what do you do? You you sit back and you you celebrate for a little bit, and it's been kind of bad because usually when something like this happens, you get a lot of traffic around your office. Mm-hmm. Can't get that now, so now it's emails. Hey, congratulations! Mm. And and everybody wants another email. <laughs> yes, every everybody needs another email. So uh, what we do is we're, we now are are looking at okay, what kind of capabilities do we want to bring in on first? How do we how do we start to spend that money? What's the what is the what are the the pieces of equipment? What are the resources? What are the capabilities that are going to give us the biggest bang for the buck that we can start to help industry and and do research that is pertinent and inform and uh, informative to the manufacturing uh, community? Hmm. And that's that's what we're doing right now is we're prioritizing that list of equipment. We're putting things in place to. Uh, uh, to, for metrics, I mean, we're already we're already d- hitting some of our metrics with the training that's going on over at the city buildings today. Sure, sure. Well, you, you you were doing amazing things with the Southern Alliance Advanced Vehicles Manufacturing, so uh, I'm I'm really excited to see what's going to happen yeah. with ICAMS. So we're we are very excited about it. Uh, I mean, this is this this really has the the potential to put us on the on the map with 
some of the major universities in the country in and around the world in advanced manufacturing. Uh, so part of the things that we're doing with ICAMS and in, in looking at the future of manufacturing has to do with um, this idea of distributed manufacturing and self-organizing supply networks. So uh, I like I like to say that, that that the entertainment industry kind of shows us what's possible, what what's what's desirable, and then we figure out the next two decades how to make it possible. Mm. So if you take the the you know Dick Tracy's Mm-hmm. Radio watch uh, was in the ni- in 1940s, and now we have Apple watches that you can converse on uh, across. Uh, Took a so while. I was about to say, I, uh, I can't wait for next uh, next 10 years for my hoverboard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's about time. Yes. Yeah, so, so uh, you know, if you go look at the something like the cartoon, The Jetsons, uh, 1963, uh, they had telemedicine. They were doing teleprompting meetings and video. They had flying cars. Uh, they announced uh, this week that Japan has an electric flying car that they've gone to human testing on. Uh, you know, so it, it's just this this idea of technology and change is 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 uh, really key, and it, and it it really is only limited by what we can imagine to go do. So what we're trying to do is figure out how to best realize all of that, and in doing that, we need to figure out how how supply chains and supply networks are going to work together. So we're going to be partnering with Purdue and Georgia Tech and Virginia Tech and Penn State and a couple and Tennessee and a couple others that have similar programs like ours uh, going on in different areas. We we don't duplicate each other very much, but the idea is to start build that network so that we can we can demonstrate to industry what distributed manufacturing really looks like. Well, and I'll expect the Nissan Sentra to turn into like a robot, right. you know, a transformer. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's about the time frame. Yeah. yeah. I just hope Cassie's story lives up to how awesome this stuff is. Yeah, probably not. We'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, can't thank you enough for, uh, you know, braving, uh, braving another hot day to uh, come in and talk with us. And uh, congratulations again on uh, that's uh, that's awesome. You're doing us proud. Thank that's you. It. War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle.